You're listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Kobernack. It is our desire that you will be helped by this Bible message. Jeremiah 13 in your Bibles, and I've really uh, prayed about and battled with whether or not to continue our series from Jeremiah or to go a different direction in these days, but I just feel like that God has something for us from this book, and I'm just going to stay in it for a little while, and uh, I hope we'll get back soon to church. I don't know how soon it'll be, uh, but I know this. I'm praying uh, that we'll be able to be back together in God's house very soon, and I hope you will pray. Um, you know, I know what, uh, what, what the government says, and I know what the uh, medical experts say, and I don't discount that one bit, but I also know that God is able, and I hope you'll pray for that and pray for our country. Jeremiah 13 is a very uh, unique chapter. It's a very uh, unique um, um, object lesson that God uses because it says in Jeremiah 13, verse number one, thus saith the Lord unto me. Here's a, a new message that Jeremiah is preaching, and he relays it to God's people as God gave it to him. Thus saith the Lord unto me, go and get, it has the idea to purchase, uh, a linen girdle and put it upon thy loins and put it not in water. So I got a girdle according to the word of the Lord and I put it on my loins. And the word of the Lord came unto me the second time saying, take the girdle that thou hast got, which is upon thy loins and arise and go to Euphrates and hide it there in a hole of the rock. So I went and hid it by Euphrates as the Lord commanded me. It came to pass after many days that the Lord said unto me, Arise, go to Euphrates, and take the girdle from thence, which I commanded thee to hide there. Then I went to Euphrates, Jeremiah said, and I digged. And I took the girdle from the place where I had hid it literally buried in the ground near the river. It was in a, a hole uh, in the rocks. And, and it says, uh, behold, this should not be a, a shock. This should not be a surprise. But it says the girdle, that, that garment was marred. It was damaged. It was destroyed. Uh, it was not what it once was. It had, uh, it had been uh, harmed. It had been hurt. The material that uh, that l fine linen was no longer fine linen. It had been left out in the elements. And the Bible says, it was profitable for nothing. You say, well, that's kind of a strange illustration and that's a strange sequence of events. And I agree with you. But as we read on in the chapter, we see that that garment represented the nation of Israel. And God was using this object lesson to teach His people some very valuable lessons. I'd like to share some of those lessons with you tonight. And uh, as I pray, I would ask you one more time, I'd ask you to pray and ask God to show you, as I've asked God to show me, what in my life needs to be changed? Uh, what are some things in my life that I can learn from? What are some, some things that I can glean from the Scriptures that would help me to be what God wants me to be. And let's pray. Lord, we love you. We thank you for your word. We know that all scripture is given by inspiration of God. And we know that this chapter is no accident. This chapter was given on purpose. It was given for a reason. 
It was given for a lesson for your people, and I believe the lesson is 100% applicable today. And I pray that you'd speak to our hearts. Help us not to miss these truths, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Number one, I see in this passage, the garment. The garment was a girdle, and in Bible times, it was a, a garment that was worn around the waist. It was used by the priests. Uh, it was used by soldiers in the military. Of course, in Ephesians 6, we are admonished to put on the whole armor of God. And the Bible says, and your loins gird about with truth. It was a part of the armor. It was a part of the wardrobe that a soldier would put on in order to uh, be complete and to be prepared for the battle. This garment was an important piece of clothing. It was uh, something that was especially uh, noted for the priest that they were supposed to wear. This garment represented the nation of Israel. If you'll no doubt, notice down with me in verse number 11, it says, For as the girdle cleaveth to the loins of a man, so have I caused to cleave unto me the whole house of Israel and the whole house of Judah, saith the Lord, that they might be unto me a, a, for a people and for a name and for a praise and for a glory, but they would not hear. God intended for this garment to represent Israel, and this garment was supposed to be a garment then that would be close to God, a garment that would be wrapped around God himself and attached to God himself. And just like this garment would have been wrapped around a person, God wanted his people to be close to him, and God wanted his people to be attached to him, and God still today wants his people to be close to Him. You say, well, pastor, that's hard to do because we can't come to church. It's not what I'm talking about. Uh, if you wait until you come to church to be close to God, you're not going to be very close to God. You and I ought to walk with God every single day. Every day we've got to get in the Bible. Every day we've got to get in prayer. And I'm not just talking about listening to somebody share a thought, although I think that's good. I think we need it. Uh, we have it on our uh, uh, Facebook. We have it on our radio. But you have to get alone with God every single day. I think about the a relationship, uh, my relationship with my wife. When we were dating and we did not live uh, in the same town, we uh, dated uh, long distance, about two hours away. Can I tell you, yes, we wrote letters and yes, we called and uh, that was before uh, text messaging, so I guess that tells you how long ago that was. But yes, but can I tell you, we wanted to be together. We wanted to see one another. We wanted to talk face to face. And can I tell you, it's no substitute for you to say, well, I'll let somebody else walk with God and I'll just kind of get close to them. That's not enough. You have to walk with God and I have to walk with God and God wants us and desires us to be close to Him and attached to Him. And this garment represented God's people. They were supposed to be close to him. Secondly, I see that this garment, the material, was a valuable material. If you look through the Old Testament, there were many garments that were made out of wool. That was more common. Like in today's culture, a lot of our garments would be made out of cotton. That's just more common. But linen represents a fine material. Not commonplace, not ordinary, not average. And can I tell you, God's people, we are not to be ordinary, we're not to be average, we're not to be commonplace. The Bible says in 1 Peter 2, 9 that we are a chosen generation. 
We're a royal priesthood. We're a peculiar people. We're supposed to stand out from this world, not because we're better than this world, but because we belong to Jesus Christ and God's people ought to be set apart. God's people ought to be sanctified for God's use, just as a linen garment was used for a special occasion. The linen was worn by the priests. Can I tell you, you and I, we have been chosen by God to carry out His work and to perform uh, His will. And you and I have a very specific task at hand. God saved you, but He didn't just save you to take you to heaven. He saved you and He saved me so that we could let our light shine, so that we could be a testimony, so that we could uh, be a witness, so that we could be a light for a world that is dark and a world that is lost and a world that has no hope. This was a holy garment that Jeremiah would be wearing as a man of God, as a prophet, uh, as a priest, as someone who would proclaim the word of God. Jeremiah was commanded to be holy. As a matter of fact, we saw it in Jeremiah chapter 1, but God ordained Jeremiah. God sanctified Jeremiah to be a prophet unto the nations, and Jeremiah was, uh, was fulfilling a holy calling. And friend, I want to remind you, it's not just the pastor that's supposed to be holy. It's not just the youth pastor that's supposed to be holy. It's not just the deacon that's supposed to be holy or the Sunday school teacher or the choir member. It is every born-again child of God. We are called to be holy. 1 Peter 1, Be ye holy, saith the Lord, as I am holy. This garment was holy. This garment was to be set apart and different. And God's people should be set apart and we should be different from the world. But not only that, this garment was most likely purchased by Jeremiah. It appears the way that God commanded Jeremiah, said, go and get a linen girdle. It appears like it wasn't something that he already owned or something he already had, or maybe he did have one, but this was new and this was special. But can I tell you, God's people, you and I, we have been purchased. We've been purchased by God. We've been purchased, the Bible says in 1 Peter, not with corruptible things like silver and gold. You say, well, that doesn't sound too bad. Silver is valuable and gold's valuable, but we've not been purchased or redeemed with corruptible things, but we have been purchased by the blood of Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God that was shed and that was spilt and that was given so that you and I could have eternal life. All oh, this garment represents God's people. And I tell you, this garment is a lesson for all of us to learn from. God wants us to be close to Him. God wants us to be set apart and sanctified. And God wants us to be holy. And God wants to remind us that we have been purchased. You don't belong to yourself. I don't belong to myself. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 6, what? Know ye not? that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit of God, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own, for ye are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Jeremiah, he gets this girdle as God commands him to do. But then the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah the second time, 
And we see that God commanded Jeremiah to take this garment and do something very peculiar with it. He was commanded to take the garment and to take it to the Euphrates River, which was a good distance away. And he was supposed to take it and bury it in the ground, to put it in a hole in the ground. And then he was supposed to leave it there. Now, friend, I've got news for you. I've got clothes in my closet, and I've got clothes in my dresser, and I don't keep any of them out in the backyard buried in a hole, and neither do you if you've got any sense, because clothing is not made to be outside. It's not made to be outside in the dirt. It's not made to be outside in the weather. It's made to be taken care of, and it is made to be worn, and it is made to be used. Now, when I was a boy, my brother Joel and I were four years apart, but we were, I think it was probably because we, I did, and I think he did too, but we loved G.I. Joe. You know the old G.I. Joe uh, cartoon used to come on? I could still sing you this song. I might do it at the end of the service. I won't do it now, but uh, G.I. Joe, we'd watch that, and of course, that's what we wanted to be. We wanted to be soldiers. And so I don't know where mom got it from or dad got it from, but they got us some camo. And we had camo from head to toe. We had the camo pants and we had the, the camo shirt and the, the camo jacket and the camo uh, ball cap. And we were decked out. And we'd go out into the backyard and in the side yard. And we didn't live in the country. We lived in the city. And I can't imagine what our neighbors thought, but we would do the army crawl. I mean, we were, we were soldiers. I mean, we were serious about being soldiers and we'd be playing in the backyard and the neighbors probably thought we were crazy and they were probably right, but hey, we were having the time of our lives. We made in our backyard, we made some forts back in some bushes and some trees. And uh, I remember at one time, this was awesome. Uh, my dad had some big trees in the backyard cut down and uh, my dad had a chainsaw. And so he just said, just leave them there. He said, we'll cut them up a little bit at a time. We loved it. Our backyard was, for a while, it was huge branches everywhere. And Boy, we made forts back in those things. We had the time of our lives. But in Illinois, something happened around October, November, especially by December. Uh, the snow started to come, and the weather started to get cold. And uh, our, our forts were not army forts anymore. Then we had to build snow forts, if you know what I mean. And then we'd have snowball fights. But the ground was covered with snow. And in Illinois, many times, the ground would be covered with snow and it would stay that way for months. I remember a couple times in the spring, I remember coming out and we'd be going back in our forts and we'd find some things that we had left out. Maybe it was a little cap gun or maybe it was a, a, an army jacket or maybe it was a, an army cap. And can I tell you, it was ruined. I mean, the, 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 the plastic would be all dirty, or if it was metal, it'd be rusted. Uh, the clothes were, 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 were just nasty, and they had had the dirt and the rain and all the elements. And it, we, we'd have something that was good at one time, but because it was left out and it was in the elements, it was damaged. It was no longer something we wanted to put on. It was no longer something that we would wear around with pride. Uh, it was damaged. And that's exactly what God said happened to this garment. It says in verse number seven that the girdle was marred. It was destroyed and it was profitable for nothing. Can I tell you, that's sad. 
That is very, very tragic to think that this garment represented God's people. And God's people were created for a purpose. They were created to bring glory to God and praise to God. And they were created to worship God. But now they have been marred. Now their testimony has been damaged. And now their influence is gone. And now they are good for nothing. That sounds familiar to you. It's probably because you're thinking of Matthew chapter 5. In Matthew chapter 5, the Bible tells us that as Christians, we are the salt of the earth. And the Bible says, if the salt has lost its savor, wherewith shall it be salted? Or, or how can it be seasoned again? It is thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden under the foot of men. And I tell you, you are valuable to God no matter what you do. God loves you and God cares about you. And I'm not trying to say that you'll ever lose God's love because you won't. But how sad it is for God's people when we lose our testimony. How sad it is for God's people when we lose our influence and when we cease to be a witness and we cease to be holy and we become like the world and we no longer have the impact that God wants us to have. How sad it is that this garment could no longer be worn and it could no longer be used. And how sad it is when God's people, they get away from God. And how sad it is when God's people stop fulfilling their purpose and God says, I love you and you are my child, but you're no longer accomplishing the purpose that I created you for. What a tragedy. How sad because God's people removed themselves from the protection and the blessing of God. This is a picture of the children of Israel going into captivity. Notice in Jeremiah 13 and verse number 19, the Bible says, the cities of the south shall be shut up and none shall open them. Judah shall be carried away captive, all of it, and it shall be wholly carried away captive. God's people, did not have to go into captivity. That was not God's plan. That was not God's purpose. God wanted them to worship Him. Notice with me what they should have been doing. Verse number 10. This evil people which refused to hear my words, they should have been listening, which refused to walk in the, which walk in the imagination of their heart, they should have been walking in God's way. They walk after other gods. They should have been serving the true God. They served false gods. They worshiped false gods. They should have been worshiping God. But because they got away from God, they experienced the judgment of God because they removed themselves from God's blessing. Notice verse number 11. For as the girdle cleaveth to the loins of a man, so have I caused to cleave unto me the whole house of Israel and the whole house of Judah, saith the Lord, that they might be unto me for a people. God says, I chose them, I selected them, I love them, and I wanted them to be my people and for a name. God said, I wanted them to represent my name and for a praise. God said, I wanted my people to praise me and I wanted them to glorify me but they would not hear. How sad. This garment lost its purpose. This garment, because of that, was destroyed. It was marred. It was profitable for nothing. But secondly, I see in this passage not only the garment, but I see the glory. 
Would you notice with me in verse number 16, the Bible says, Give glory to the Lord your God. We've already talked about it, but that's why we're here. Can I tell you, if in this situation in our country, if, if, if we as God's people would just realize we are created and we are on planet earth for one purpose, and that is to bring honor and glory to Jesus Christ. That's why we're here. So you say, but things aren't going good for me. Maybe not, but maybe we can glorify God in it. Maybe we can still praise Him. Maybe we can still sing and rejoice and people will see us and they won't glorify us, but they'll glorify our Father which is in heaven. You know why many people do not give glory to God? It's found in verse number 15. Hear ye and give ear. Be not proud, for the Lord has spoken. You know why God oftentimes does not get the glory in our lives that He deserves? Because we're too proud. You say, oh, no, not me, Pastor. You're talking to some. Oh, no, I'm talking to you. And I'm also talking to me. Our, our hearts are so filled with pride so many times. God hates pride. These six things doth the Lord hate, yea, seven are an abomination. First one on the list, a proud look. God hates pride. God resisteth the proud, but he giveth grace to the humble. God puts down the proud and God brings to nothing the proud, but God exalts those who will walk in humility with him. Verse 9, God said he would mar, he would destroy the pride of Judah and the great pride of Jerusalem. The Bible tells us in the book of Acts that Herod was giving a speech. And when he got done giving that speech, it was such a wonderful speech that the people there began to praise and they began to worship Herod for that speech. And the Bible says that Herod was eaten up of worms for one reason, because he gave not God the glory. I want to remind us tonight that anything good in our lives is all because of God. Anything good in your life, anything that we can look at and say, wow, that is good, or that's a blessing, or that's wonderful, anything good in our lives is all because of God. And may He be honored, and he, may He be glorified. No matter what happens in our lives, may God get all the glory because all the glory belongs to Him. Number one, I see the garment. Number two, I see the glory. The glory goes to God, verse number 16, but then I see Thirdly, the grief. The grief, the sorrow, the sadness is that God's people had turned from Him. It says in verse 25, this is thy lot. God says, this is what you deserve. This is what you have coming. This is thy lot. It's the portion of thy measures from me, the judgment that was measured out, saith the Lord. Here's why. Because thou hast forgotten me and trusted in falsehood. What a grief. God's people, they were like that garment. They were created for a purpose. They were created to be close to God, but they did not give God the glory. And because of that, God said, you have become a grief to me, and you have brought grief and sorrow upon yourselves. Verse number 26, therefore will I discover thy skirts upon thy face that thy shame may appear. Verse 27, I have seen thine adulteries and thy neighings and the lewdness of thy whoredom and thine abominations on the hills and the fields. 
They had committed spiritual adultery. They had committed spiritual whoredoms. They had committed an abomination by worshiping false gods. And God says to his people, Woe unto thee, O Jerusalem. He says, Judgment is coming on you. You have brought this grief upon yourselves. You say, Wow. Is that where the chapter ends? Is, is, that, is that all we get from this message? Is that God's people were created to glorify Him and praise Him and they didn't and God judged them and that's the end of the story? Almost, but not quite. Would you notice the last few words of verse 27? This is number four. This is the good news. This is the remedy. This is the hope. And I'm glad that with God, there is always hope. I'm glad that with God, there is always good news. You say, well, what's the good news for today? The good news is the gospel. The good news is that Jesus died on a cross and he was buried and he rose again. And because he lives, we can live. And because he lives, we can have salvation and we can have a home in heaven. And as Landon sang, for the child of God, either way, it's going to be okay for God's people because there is good news. Verse 27, wilt thou not be made clean? That's the question. God says, won't you get right? Won't you get clean? Won't you get your sins cleansed? Oh, I'm so glad to tell you that we can be clean. We can have forgiveness. We can have cleansing. We can be restored. The Bible says that God's people had been marred. They had been damaged. Oh, we'll get there in a couple of weeks, but chapter 18 is so powerful. It's the message at the potter's house. And the Bible tells us that that potter, he was preparing a vessel made of clay. And it says in verse number four, and the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter. There was a vessel that was damaged, a vessel that was destroyed. But the Bible says, but the potter, he made it again another vessel as seemed good to the potter to make. Now I can't do that and you can't do that but God can take the broken pieces and God can put them together. God can take the damaged garment, the garment that had become ruined and the garment that had become damaged and God can take the damaged and God can make it new. God can take the vilest sinner and make him clean. God can take your sin if you'll confess it. He'll forgive it. He'll wash you. He'll cleanse you. He can make you justified. He can make you whole. He can make you clean. I'm glad that God is still in the cleansing business. God is in the forgiving business. God can still use you. God can take your mistakes. God can take my mistakes. And God can make something good out of that which has been damaged. Maybe you're listening tonight and you say, Pastor, that's me. My life has been wrecked and my life has been damaged by sin and I've got regrets and I've got things that I haven't done right in my life. Well, first of all, I'll say join the crowd. But secondly, I'll say this, God can still use you and God still used his people. Now they went into Babylonian captivity and they did suffer some consequences 
But can I tell you, they came out again and God restored and God blessed and God used them and God can use you. Say, Pastor, I'm listening and I, I, I have not uh, been damaged uh, greatly by sin and I have not uh, wrecked my life and I have not ruined my life. Can I say to you, hallelujah, it's only by the grace of God that you haven't, but would you learn from the example of Jeremiah and his message about the linen girdle? Would you make the decision tonight to say, I'm going to stay close to God. I'm going to stay attached to Him. I'm going to stay holy. I'm going to stay set apart. I'm going to live my life to bring honor and glory to God, and I'm not getting away from Him. That'd be a great decision to make tonight. Thank you for listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. For more information about our ministry, please visit our website at vbcrr.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.